goodness, it's been so long. This is the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. I apologize. I'm Linda Bruno, your host. And it's been a while, but truly, my 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 usual partners in crime are always so busy. And that's fine. That's a good thing in this business. So today, luckily, Barb Line was willing to, to uh, come on to the podcast with me. Say hello, Barb. Hi, you found somebody who wasn't busy. <laughs> you're busy, too. You're busy, too. In my own way. You are. You're busy, too. Um, it's just been tough, you know. So I'm just so grateful that you're, you're willing to come on with me. Because I don't think anybody wants to just hear me blabber on about stuff. It's always nice to get another opinion, don't you think? <laughs> well, yes, but, you know, I, I would always listen to you blabber on, Linda. <laughs> Always. You and my mom. (laughs) That's my audience. So, Barb, you've been doing, just to give a little refresher, I know you were on a podcast with me months ago talking Mm -hmm. about IVR because that's your background, but now you are full-fledged for a couple years now as a voice talent. I am, and I'm kind of caught in that, I don't want to call it a sophomore slump, Mm. but um, maybe the bookings aren't coming as fast as they used to, which is Mm -hmm. weird because I would think I've learned more. (laughs) <laughs> so why aren't they coming? <laughs> um, so I thought, okay, everybody tells you, you should have coaching. If you're going to be a professional talent, you should have coaching. So I started looking around for coaches and I just, it it's overwhelming, right? Because oh, yeah, there's so many. You find them and it's like, oh, okay, well, do you judge by like their demos or what right. they describe? It's hard to find a review of a coach. You know, it's it's good, I think, because I get a lot of people that will come to the studio and, <clears throat> excuse me, I even just have a student that just left 10 minutes ago because we just worked on her demo about two weeks ago. And she interviewed, she physically went to coaches in the New York City area uh-huh. and my studio. And she interviewed like six different coaches. Wow. Yeah. She also saw, looked and paid attention to what their studio looked like. Um, what their background was, uh, and then then there was the also the feel. Like, was she comfortable? Was it a good? I always say we have to take one lesson together to, just to see if the marriage is going to work. You yeah, know? and that because you need to have that that you know connection at yeah. least that you're open to learning from this coach. And yeah, I was thrilled that she uh, you know decided on me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she interviewed <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> and then I get phone calls, you know, people saying I'm, I'm calling, I'm asking questions. I usually have a list of things to ask, but, um, I always say that if you have someone in the area of where you live, cause you're right near Chicago. Yeah. Just outside Chicago a little bit. Which is great. Um, if you can be face to face with a coach, that is the, the ultimate experience in my so opinion. Why do you think that makes such a big difference? Cause you know, Skype, yeah. I know. It's just, you're in the same room, the energy, you can feel the energy. It's easier to, you know, it's tougher for me in Skype to be able to hear the nuances of of mm. some of the delivery. You know, a lot of times in the Skype lessons, I'll have to say, oh, send me the audio file. (laughs) Send me, and it'll sound different than what was transmitted through Skype. So I just feel like the the talent, the energy is better to connect in an in-person setting. Plus, I think that um, students let go more when they're in a studio. Really, You don't as, think that they're more self-conscious because there's someone staring at them? Uh, well, you're staring at them on Skype, too. <laughs> yeah, unless you're just doing the phone <laughs> Skype, you know, you can't see. Like my webcam is outside my booth. It's on my iMac monitor. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of points at the booth and all you can see is like a shadow of me. 
because <laughs> I'm looking at a different monitor in the booth. See, I won't do <clears throat> Skype lessons unless there's a video camera. Really? So I have to see you because I want to see your facial expressions. I want to see what you're doing with your body. Oh, my um, gosh. I want to see if you're, because there's a difference in sound, whether you're sitting or you're standing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's amazing how a student's, anyone, a performer's performance can change just by physicality of the face or the hands or whatever. So if I can't see you, it's, no, no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> I've also, well. yeah, I've also decided to, I can't. <clears throat> Skype lessons for be- absolute beginners, people mm-hmm. that have no clue about voiceover. I, I don't I don't think they're really that good now. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, I've helped some people, but then I feel frustrated because I want to do more, but I'm not there. Yeah. I don't know. It's a strange... So part of it is you want that personal connection. I do. I do. So, yeah, I think I'm going to start moving in the direction of Skype lessons are just going to be for either working voice talent or people that already have a studio set up. Well, interesting. Yeah. You you have valid reasons for wanting that. Um, I'm kind of curious, like, you know, if I can't find somebody who's convenient locally, because really, Chicago is like an hour and a half away. So <laughs> it's three hours of commute time. Yeah. That's so if like I can't us on find Island, somebody yeah. super local, yeah. you know, just... Um, trying to find somebody who would go the Skype route. And then, you know, you see these names. And you said somebody came to you with interview questions. I think that's great. What kind of things did they ask you? She wanted to know my background. Um, She wanted to know if I did anything else but coaching, Mm -hmm. which, yeah, that's the whole point of voiceover gurus is we're full-time working talent. Yeah, somebody who um, only coaches. is Yes, uh, yeah. I get a lot of people because they usually decide on me because of, A, the no bullshit factor. I'm very mm -hmm. straight up. Um, (laughs) And B, uh, because I know what's happening every day in the business and the, you know, have the knowledge since I have to pay my bills with it too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not paying my bills with, uh, my voiceover teaching, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So she was asking questions like that. She really, I think, um, she was telling me about some, some studios that she went to in the city and she was telling me how disgusting they were and they were oh. dirty and, oh. and that people had like dated, they just sounded like they hadn't done a job in. 15, 20 years. Wow. Yeah. And now they were just coaching. Now, fine. If you're an amazing coach, I'm not faulting anyone mm-hmm. for that. But she just happened to want to be with someone who was currently working. Yeah. And currently and, had them. And I can see that. I actually, in my searching online for different coaches, I ran across a lady who, who looked really good. Mm-hmm. But her last website update was like 2013. Oh, yeah. That affects And I'm it. like, I don't I know. know if you're such an active booth director anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I know, that can be troublesome. Um, it's also, you know, good to check if they're active in social media, if they're giving back to the community maybe, if they're doing anything <laughs> other than yeah. just sitting in a room uh, coaching someone. I just think that you can't, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. You have to yeah. be day-to-day in this business right to know yeah well it changes so much yes what was popular you know three years ago is not popular now mm-hmm. remember right. vocal fry yeah i mean i have a little <laughs> of it right now because i think i've got a cold or allergies or something but remember <laughs> vocal fry <laughs> it, it still used some you know yeah so, so a little bit i don't see as much call for it in the, in the castings that i see Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very thankful that people aren't looking for vocal fry, and I don't get as many people asking for a direct mimic of the movie Her. 
Oh, that right. makes me feel really good. Oh my gosh, that was like that was a huge casting uh, spec. Yeah, for a while I kind of wish I'd seen the movie. Oh, you didn't see it? Oh, <laughs> no. it's a really good movie. That. What else did you? What else have you seen like in your castings that uh, types like vocal types have been requested? Obviously, it's female, but yeah. Um, let me see. I, I you get a lot of stuff that's like completely juxtaposed, so it'll be like conservative. Yet conversational. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, how do I do yeah. that? Uh, yeah. Um, or um, a lot Upbeat, of... Upbeat, but um, not announcing. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of comparisons to Elizabeth Banks. Oh. And what is it? Um, Rashida Jones. Yes, Rashida Jones is a big one. Kristen Wiig. Mm, I haven't seen that in a while. And who else am I thinking of? Oh, there was another one that crept into my mind. Um, no, not so much lately, but a little bit of Allison Janney. Yes, 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 yes. I get Allison Janney. I get Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the actress, oh, Catherine Keener. Ooh. Yeah, that that I get on a lot of, well, used to anyway. Um, <laughs> a lot of, I don't know what it is. But, you know, again, it's the style. It's the trend. Mm-hmm. It's whatever is they're looking for, but... Yeah, it, it changes. You got to be in it to win it. Yeah, and I see a lot of the whole, like, we want somebody who's kind of millennial, kind of Gen X, and just talking off the top of their heads. <laughs> and, like, talk about a hard place for Barb to get into. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you have the years of training with IVR and, and more of a straight, informative approach. Yeah, and it's with- just a death knell. <laughs> That's why you do so much e-learning, which is yes. huge. It does you know? help with e-learning and it does help with your stamina because a decent sized IVR, as you know, yeah. can take many, many, many hours to record. So if you can go three, four hours at a time, people oh, you're a rock love star. that. I know. I can't Thank go beyond two. Two hours, I got. I get. I need a break. I, I can do three. If I get wow. a little break, I can do four. But <clears throat> I, I say that not having done one of those sessions for a little bit, it could be that yeah. things are changing for me. I've seen a lot of talent who used to do two-hour sessions that are now telling people, uh-uh, one hour. Really? Yeah. One wow. hour and they want a break. Yeah. No, no, two hours is pretty much my limit. Remember when, um, you know, you guys flew me out to Chicago to do the <laughs> WAMU and we had to do like three days of recording in the <laughs> studio? <laughs> What there were like how many prompts? It was like nine thousand prompts or yeah. something insane. Yes, that we did. it was. It and was we, crazy. But we recorded like full days, if I remember. Yeah. Um, I think we might have done like four hours, like two hours on, a little break, two hours, mm-hmm. something like that. Just because they're like, well, we flew you out here, Linda. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. ain't cheap. <laughs> Let me get. Let me have a little vacation while I'm here. Hey, I just remember celebrating with steaks at Wildfire. Okay. Yes, that was nice. <laughs> I was like, damn, I have to go. I just remember that the uh, yeah flying out there and actually getting to meet you in person, which was awesome, hey. and then being able to do something in a studio, which we like somebody else's studio, which we need to do now. <laughs> and now we're fast friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that experience must have been really awful for us to just like instantly bond. <laughs> well, we bonded over all the IVR <laughs> conversations yes. and the coaching that you were giving me for that read. So, you know, that's your that's your background. I can understand mm-hmm. where it'd be tough to get to that conversational place sometimes. It, it really is. It's, you know, you pull out little tricks like 
ask yourself a question, then read the line, or have a conversation with yourself so you can have the bipolar experience. You were uh, on my, you participated in my online workout last week. Yay, it was so much fun! (laughs) And I was focusing on trying to get you just to look at your performance (laughs) and not the technicality aspect. Yes, and I just, I cling to the technicality. I'm like, okay, if you slow down here and you speed up here (laughs) and then you articulate this, blah, 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 you will have the formula. And uh, don't you think that comes though from like, you know, the IVR background? Probably. Yeah. It's like being in radio. It's like you kind of get stuck in that announcer mode and then you have to be rewired. Yes. To (laughs) get. I'm looking for a technician to rewire me. (laughs) To be fully rewired. Can someone please dig into my brain? (laughs) Maybe maybe you could find like um, some sort of or maybe you could keep tabs on some of these these really big coaches that travel. And go to one of their like weekend workshops or something, you know. And, yeah, and... you know, if um, somebody threw out to me, they're like, "Oh, if you can get to this person, you should go." And who was it? I I can't remember the name right now, but it's some like massively huge voiceover coach, and I'm just like, oh, I'm scared." <laughs> what, like Joseph Briano or something? <laughs> no, it was it was a woman, but she has kind of a man's name. Hmm. Um, oh. It's almost French. French, ooh. I, I honestly, I just can't remember her name right now, but I was just like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to play in that arena. <laughs> <clears throat> that might be a little much for me. Too intimidating. But you know what? It would challenge you. Yeah. Well, they say it what doesn't challenge, challenge you doesn't change you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Might make me wet my pants, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, some of the most nerve-wracking things I've ever done, you know, in New York City, of getting up in front of people, doing improv, doing, you know, stuff in studios where you have 10 producers staring at you behind a, gla- a glass. It's like, perform, monkey. Go. Here's a peanut. Dance, perform. monkey, dance. Yeah. <laughs> and I just would, oh, my goodness, I would listen to music out in the hallway before I would go in just to calm me down because I would be so nervous. Oh, I was going to say Linda's pump-up jam, but no, it's (laughs) Linda's calm-down jam. Yes, (laughs) take deep breaths. But it was good, though, because then it pushed me, you know, take the criticism, try to learn from it, and move forward. It's nice, though. And the tougher that people are, you know, I don't know. Some people don't respond well to tough. I think it depends on the environment. If Mm -hmm. I'm, like, if I'm doing a spot and there's a tough coach... It's like, okay, just shut up and rise to the occasion. Just yeah. just do it. But I think if I were seeking coaching and they were kind of harsh, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I might need a little bit, you know, kind of a glide into your criticism. <laughs> Go easy with me. <laughs> we all know it's coming. Just soft touch me here. Well, you know, that's why it's important to have that interview. Yeah, uh, you know, or at least to chat with the coach and to find out their um, approach. You know, see if it works. So for now, you. where do you think the line is? Because I've thought about okay, well, I can interview people, and it's like, where are they going to think that I'm I'm done interviewing them and I'm just fishing? Yeah, I know, I've had that. Um, <laughs> and I, my ten minute consultation turns into forty five minute phone. Yeah, call, I, like I, you know, even if we're like clicking, I don't want to. I don't want to get into the space where I'm offending them. No, I'm sure someone would let you know. Too. <laughs> They'd probably just say, I have to run. I have to run. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that information about 
how the relationship could work and what benefits you could get from it from the coaching relationship are the obvious questions. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the questions I like to get: Will you help me get jobs? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how I'm laughing. I'm like, what? You know nothing about the voiceover business, do you? Can you guarantee me a job when I leave here? Oh and my so God. this is not a a, <laughs> a tech school or something. So, yeah, I like that one. Um, I like, uh, oh, I had somebody ask me once, um, what's the percentage that you can guarantee that I succeed? <laughs> oh, <laughs> from getting coached from you. I'm like, zero percent. I can give you no, no. You know, the bottom line is, I don't care who you go to coaching wise. If you don't work your ass off, none of this is going to matter. Yeah. And if you don't take the coaching, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter how much Linda yammers at you. If you still don't execute. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. I find too that students that don't practice when they're mm-hmm. not with me, I guess just like in learning anything, they come in. And I have to say to them, look, if you're not going to practice in between our lessons, then our lesson is going to have to be what your practice was. And that's wasted money for you. Yeah. You know, because we could be progressing to something else, but we can't because you didn't practice reading and you're making mistakes all over the place. So that's the other part, too, is it has to be there has to be that level of commitment that -hmm. you're going to do this, you know. So what about like practicing? Because like. I practice with myself while I cut auditions <laughs> all day long. <clears throat> I'm a great audience. Um, I have kind of recently tapped into some of the workouts that people will do online, various companies. Um, and, you know, I'll listen to them and go, oh, okay, okay, I, mm-hmm. I think this, or, oh, I thought this, but they're telling them this other thing and it doesn't make sense to me. And then probably eventually I'll sign up for higher levels where I can participate in the in the uh, workout, but how else do you practice? Ah, the age-old question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to get feedback no matter Mm -hmm. what. So I think that if you sign up for an online situation where there's Mm -hmm. a chance that you're not going to be coached, you know, Mm -hmm. and you might just be listening, I think you know, that's a tougher thing to learn from. Okay. Um, you really need ears on you. You just yeah. need, you need someone to listen to you to, yeah. to say, or a lot of times though, I will, when I, when I coach myself, I will play back the take and I will simply just ask, do I believe what I just mm-hmm. said? Do I believe what I'm saying? Does this sound real? Is it coming yeah. from my gut, from my heart? Am I truly putting everything I can into this performance? And if not, command Z undo, let's do it again. <laughs> And, you know, it's funny because even somebody like me, I I coached longer than I did voice work over at Walsh. Oh, okay. So I have some self-coaching ability, mm-hmm. but I have a hard time turning it on myself right. in certain environments. And uh, sometimes I'll post an audition and I'll go listen to the next day and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> like, this doesn't make sense at all. So I think that outside perspective is really just irreplaceable. What's tough, though, is it because you were a coach, you know, that inner critic can can really. <laughs> and that's know. where you spend half an hour in audition. Yes, yes. I mean, because uh, that's one of my biggest downfalls is I will criticize the living crap out of everything I voice mm-hmm. myself. And I'll be like, no, you, you could have said it like that. And then once you're doing that, it's like you completely take yourself out of the performance. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the head is involved. Not good. Yeah. If you've worked it four or five times, you've probably beaten it to death. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> Either give it a day or walk away. Right. And with auditions, we can't give it a day. <laughs> well, sometimes you can. Sometimes if you got two or three days. <laughs> oh, true. You got that. I was listening to an interview with John Mayer, and he was saying that when he's on stage playing guitar, he is always self-criticizing every time he plays. Really? And I'm thinking, like, he has the same problems as me. Oh, my God. I'm just like John Mayer. <laughs> but... It's terrible. It's a really bad yeah. habit, and that is, I struggle with it. I've gotten better about it, um, but that, I think, is one of the biggest challenges that uh, talent have to face is really just turning off the voice that's saying, oh, God, that sucked. Oh, mm -hmm. I hated how I said that. Oh, no. Learning to let go or learning to love yourself. Right. How do you do that? <laughs> now you have to go into therapy. It's a whole I, different thing. See? Uh-huh. <laughs> voice coaching and therapy, they should be, like, next door to each other. Well, I'll be honest, probably 50% of my coaching is therapy. <laughs> it is. And not because I want it to be. It just, yeah. I like to get to the heart of where someone's head is at. Yeah. And heart. <laughs> and the passion. You have to have the passion. So, yeah, just do your research. Have you been, so you found a few coaches you think you want to interview or? Well, I found some that I'm like, okay, here are a couple of guys. You know, if what's weird is I'm reluctant to take coaching from a gal. Really? Why? I think women are harder on women. Hmm. I don't know why. I uh, Like, if you were to ask me who my favorite actor was, I could probably, like, throw out uh, George Clooney, you know, whoever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Favorite female actor? I hate them all. Wow. Just, um, I'm tougher on women. And I think they're tougher in general. I've, I've, like, done spots for radio stations that, like, my husband worked for or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the people would come back with comments, like, harsher comments if they were a woman than a man. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Just, I think chicks are tough on chicks. So I found a couple of guys that, from their description, mm -hmm. sounded like, okay, maybe they won't break me. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I haven't really taken it any further than that. I was about to like recklessly sign up with someone, and then I rethought that process <laughs> a little bit. Sorry, like, Barb. Oh, maybe I should do my homework a little bit better than just reading a few things online. I did call, like listen to their first. demos. <laughs> yeah, call me first. Really... I'll, I'll give you the two, the skinny of what I've learned. <laughs> I did listen to demos first. Like your coach should have their own demos online. Yeah. And and they should sound like something you at least want to be able to emulate, I think. Hmm, interesting. Mm hmm So, um, yeah, I found a couple of them. I'm like, okay, they, they've got some potential, but I haven't dug into the interviewing yet. I really should do that. Yeah. Yeah, you want to ask, you know. But that's an interesting approach with the female-female thing. Yeah. Um, because I would think that, you know, you would think, well, a female might understand some aspects of delivery. More. And maybe she would. I guess I just get along with men better. <laughs> you well, aside. <laughs> if that's the, yeah, well, if that's the case and that's where you're comfortable. But I have to say the majority of my students are men. Oh, see, interesting. Yeah. yeah, the majority of them are men. I only have like a handful of women and I'm always like, where are the girls? Where are the chicks? <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right, especially in business. Um, women, sometimes we... We're little catty little bitches. Um, yeah. And, it's and you not know, I good. come from 23 years of working in an office. So, right. You know, I have that comparison of the men I worked with versus the women I worked with. And eh, 
sometimes the guys were a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little tough uh, at times. And also women are very competitive, you know, especially yeah. in these businesses or they're checking, you know, they, they can they can check you out and go, mm, I don't like her shoes or I glare at you or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and know. especially like if they perceive limited voiceover opportunity mm-hmm. for women. And if you have a similar tonal range and a similar whatever going on, yeah, you know, they might be a little like, I don't want you to steal my thunder. I know. <clears throat> I know. And I don't agree with that. I mean, I um, went going on auditions here in the city, you know, we Obviously, I'm sitting in a room with other women that have voices similar <laughs> to me because it's a casting call from my type my, of read. Yeah. And the women are just like, they won't talk to you. They, <laughs> they'll they see people they know and then they'll go off and talk to them and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I'm just like, this is so petty. You know, it's yeah. ridiculous because your voice, is, your voice will be right for something. My voice will be right mm-hmm. for something. Um but ne- never the twain shall meet. It's okay. There's enough opportunity yeah. and jobs for all of us. And I wish people would have that. Some people would have that attitude. Yeah, there is plenty of work to go around. Yes. It's not all going to be spot work. It's not all going to be glamorous. My mom will call and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I didn't need learning for blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, so it's a bunch of things she'll never see. I, I finally got to tell her about one. I'm like, well, you got to watch for this one. You might come across it. And then, you know, it's like half an hour exercise getting her to write the name down correctly so she can watch for it. Send them samples. Yeah, I think I'm down to that. Yeah, you have to. I know. I like people ask me to and go, where can I hear you? Where can I see you? And I'm like, are you you're not in Asia or yeah. Disney Junior for Asia? You're not going to Asia anytime soon. OK. Well, that's online application. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. tough. It's tough to have that, you know. But it's okay. That's our business is made up of all types of uh, genres that we can tap into and make money. And I think that keeps it interesting. You know, I, I like that sometimes it'll be something kind of glamorous like a spot. And then sometimes it's, you know, I'm talking about nitrogen-fueled cooling systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can have multiple <laughs> personalities, which is great. Um, I think that's what's kept me in this business personally. You know, you have you a short can let them all span. leak out. Yeah, and it, you don't know what you're going to get each day. You know, yeah. you're like, ooh, I get to do a spot for Costco. Ooh, I get to do, you know, a, a, a comedy voice. Ooh, yeah. you know, it's it's something different all the time, which is uh, usually what keeps a lot of people interested. Yeah, in I mean, it voiceovers. certainly keeps me going because mm-hmm. you know, I I'm still in in the growing phase of my career. And um, I'll, I'll go, you know, a few days without getting something. And it's like, oh, okay, well, at least I'm doing this really interesting audition. I may not land it, but at least it's really interesting. <laughs> well, I know you'd mentioned to me, like, you're, you were doing, like, a monthly number that you like to hit yeah, in I, sales. Yeah, just to kind of um, keep the household alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I used to do that, too. And then, like, I'd start to go through some slow periods, and then it would depress mm-hmm. me to see it. <laughs> So I stopped calculating. I was just like, really? yeah, I just said, you know what? I know I'm paying my bills <laughs> <laughs> and some months are going to be better than others. And I have to let it go because I would start freaking out. Yeah. You know? I, I do at the beginning of every month. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hit about the middle of the month. I'm like, oh, OK, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. And I get to the last week. I'm like, this is gravy. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of um, that website <clears throat> voice overview? Dot com. Did I talk to you Voice about this? Voice overview. No. Great website. 
Um, I signed up for it. Yeah, voiceoverview.com. And basically, you can put in, you put in, if you did an audition, you put in if it was with an agent or with, um, <clears throat> you know, like a, a P2P or something. And then you put in, you can put in jobs and you start to see percentages of what types of work you're booking. Um, really? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I mean, my I, gosh. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then you can just, I mean, obviously the work comes in because every time I do an audition, I have to go into it and put in, okay, I did an audition. Yeah. Um, but then you also see a monthly revenue trend of the voiceover view community of what they're making. Wow. Um, so you can kind of do a little comparison. I love to compare. Um, <laughs> so, Mine are bigger than yours. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but the, the great part, though, is being able to see the job source and where yeah. where the jobs are coming from. You know, yeah. percentage wise, it's like saber metrics for voiceover. It's yeah. It's just for us. <laughs> it's just for us. Yeah, oh, think, that's fantastic. I got to check that out. I think I pay like nine bucks a month. Um, and I think okay. you can do like a yearly. But yeah, I figured I'd try it for a few months, but I'm absolutely loving it. Really? And I look hmm. at my specs here. I'm just like looking at it now. Um, and like, what percentage do you think your bookings are from auditions? Oh, miserable because I audition a lot. So, like maybe right. 3%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'm very low. Okay. Um, yeah, don't feel bad. Brian Lee's the same way, <laughs> and he makes millions. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm looking here, and it really does show, for me anyway, that it's my relationships with companies uh-huh. that that keep me going each month because almost 50% is clients contacting me directly. Yeah, I it's, do find that a lot of repeat business. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't win so many new jobs, but the old ones keep coming back. But I'm also saying client direct, they come to my website. Oh, okay. And I get new clients that way. So the auditioning process itself for me is not a huge factor Okay. in my monthly revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just for me. You know, it just, it hasn't, and then, you know, I have a decent size percentage with my agents. But if you're just starting out, obviously you're, you know, you're going to be auditioning. But it's very important to have a good web presence. Yeah, because people are finding me just from my my website and just now, from my 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 samples. The, <clears throat> do you do Google AdWords or anything? Because I have yes. a fairly decent. What you do Google AdWords? I okay. do. That's the only thing I do. I do Google AdWords. I don't spend a lot each month. I have a like a like a maybe a two hundred dollar budget. Okay. Um, and I get leads from that. Yeah. And wow. people find, yeah, it's incredible. I have a good SEO guy too. You need a you need okay. someone who knows how to do it. <laughs> yeah, SEO yeah. is pretty important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's you know it just seems to be a, a pretty great way to kind of like garner some new. But the important part too is on the website to make mm-hmm. sure it is very easy and clear for people to be able to hear your voice. Yes, and yes. to hear your style. You Demos know. up front, videos up front. Hmm. Nobody wants to look, search for anything. Now, you talked a little bit about agents. And um, yeah. I know everybody's like, I got to get into voiceover and I got to get an agent. My husband's <laughs> like, you got to get an agent. And I'm thinking, well, am I ready for an agent? Right. So how do you know when you're ready for an agent? <clears throat> well, you need to have some clients, which you do. Uh-huh. I do. Mm-hmm. You need to be proficient enough <laughs> to, uh, you know, it's good if you've been doing it for a few years. Um, mm-hmm. You also need to figure out who you are, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> where your strengths lie. 
you know, because a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, an agency may not take you on because of the fact that they already have five girls that sound like you. Yeah. You know, and they're trying to fill a gap from, you know, whatever they're missing in their roster. So okay. it's more like you have to really. I just got a new agent a couple weeks ago and um, they like kind of we chatted you know, over the phone and she was asking me, she goes, what's the majority of your work? What type of voiceover? Mm-hmm. Is the majority of your work. So she asked me all the questions like over the last 10 years, where have you booked this, that, that, you know. So they need to know that. Mm-hmm. You need to have that pretty straight out. Like, okay, I'm really good in promo. I'm very comfortable with commercials. You know, whatever it is mm-hmm. that you find yourself booking a lot of. So for you, okay. it's e-learning. You yeah. know, you say I'm great at e-learning. I'm great at IVR. You know, I'm great at corporate narration. Then mm-hmm. boom, you know, because there, there's a lot of auditions that come down for that from agents. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I think where you're at, I think you're at, at the pace where you could try to get an agent. Really? Yeah. Well, I should do that. Um, my my husband, of course, is like, you need to get in with Alice. <laughs> I'm like, you're okay. on crack. Well, now, I didn't say where. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm looking for some of the smaller agencies. Yeah, honestly, I mean, if you're going to look at a New York agent, I wouldn't at this point no. because they handle celebrities. They handle yeah. the big of the big. I'm not saying don't get a New York agent, but this shouldn't be your first one. Yeah, no. I Actually, <laughs> I kind of stumbled into one in, I think they're in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I tend to do well in Seattle, and they've been wonderful. They, you know, they shuttle me projects every so often and they're like, oh, here you go, Barb. Here's another one. All right. Great. great. And, you know, that that's wonderful. If I could find 10 more relationships like that, I would be mm-hmm. in heaven. So then, you know, just repeat the model of how you got that yes. uh, contact. Which I will tell you is very scientific. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a web search for, um, let's see, I did, I think voice talent or accepting voice talent or or something like that Mm -hmm. and they had me submit and they reviewed my work and then they're like okay well here here's our deal and they sent me in writing what their expectations are and what they pay and all that good stuff okay they have a rate card yeah and it was like if you're in great if you're not okay and of course, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I'm not in. So, um, you know, I sent him the rest of my demos and then the work just started coming. Nice. So it wasn't it wasn't hard mm-hmm. at all. It was all done via email. Um, it was all very friendly. And like I said, if I could replicate that 10 more times. Hey, that's how you build the business. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, those small production houses they can they can really generate income for you. Yes, yes. They can bring you some nice, nice jobs. And, you know, it's not like it's glamorous. You know, you're not suddenly doing, you know, sprint or anything. <laughs> but, you know, custom covers and canvas pays, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're, their money's green. Exactly. It all spends the same way, so who cares? Yeah, I know. It's like in, in the initial stages, you're like, oh. Like, I wanted to be the voice of Lifetime, and I want to do Tampax commercials. I don't know why I thought that. And now I'm just like, really? You want to pay me a 1000 bucks to read that? Okay, I don't care who it's for. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care if it's going to sit on the back of somebody's toilet. That is fine with me. Uh, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it's not good. necessarily glamorous, but it all pays the bills. Now, this Seattle company is a production company. They're not an agent. Right. 
Okay, okay. Yeah, with the agents, I mean, you know, a lot of them handle certain areas. So you want to make sure that you don't cross areas. Yeah, <laughs> like, you don't want to cross streams. Right. So, like, um, I heard recently, um, and I was just listening to another podcast, but um, at CES, for example, which I'm totally not ready for, um, you would have to know if you were already represented, you wouldn't just go and contact another agent at the agency for like if you were doing spots, you wouldn't contact another agent and bug them about imaging. You'd ask for an introduction from the agent you're currently working with at CES to the imaging agent yes. to keep everything on the up and up. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't offend your agent. Yeah, I, I've been with Innovative in, in New York for, God, a long time, 15 years or so. And at one point I thought, well, maybe I'll get back into doing on camera. Mm. Um, and they were like, well, we can introduce you to the on camera department, you know. Okay. And it had to be like that. You know, there was yeah. just there's like that level of respect. Um, but the agent situation is, is interesting because it's changed so much with so many different agents in different markets. Mm -hmm. um, and some people have a, you know, a ton of agents. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's really beneficial. I mean, I guess you're going to hit you're going to hit with one. That's great. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It's well, and I, what about like union versus non-union? Obviously, yeah. non-union. So um, are usually you view an agent as somebody, oh, well, they're doing lots of union work. Are there non-union agents? Oh, yeah. There are agents that just do non-union, uh, big agents that do non-union. Mm. But the union cities like New York, you know, are going to have... <laughs> Chicago, L.A. Yeah, they're going to have the union agents. Um, but you can find, and the and the rest do both. You know, they, mm -hmm. they do union and non-union. Mm -hmm. So, but each, usually the best, you know, way, route to look for an agent is to ask other people who have agents and say, what's your experience? <laughs> do you like them? Are they sending you good auditions? You know, do you like the agents there? Because mm -hmm. um, that's honestly how I've gotten my agents. Um, it's been through a referral from a friend who's been oh. with the agency. So, nice. Yeah, so it's like if you if you go on a agent's site and you happen to see a name, a familiar name of a friend of yours or something, you know, maybe mm -hmm. if, if you're really good friends, you contact them and go, <laughs> "Would you would you mind introducing me?" Now, if the person, you know, if you're you're you don't your talent isn't up to snuff, let's put it that way, mm -hmm. um, then you may get a declined <laughs> response. Yeah. But that's why you got to be at that level where you've got some clients, you're working regularly. Mm -hmm. um, you have something to bring, you know, you have your little package of goodies that you can, yeah. you can sell uh, to a potential agent to hopefully yeah. they because they want to look at you and they want to think, well, how can I, how can I use you to make money? <laughs> that's yeah, pretty well, much exactly. It. Mm -hmm. They, they, they got to make book too. So yeah, that's the whole point, you know, <laughs> so they try to find or they want to work with talent that are available, you need mm -hmm. to be readily available. This is why it needs to be your full time job. You know, you, yeah. you can't be balancing something you can't. You can never tell an agent, oh, no, I can't get that back to you, or, or God forbid, a <laughs> casting director. You'll get in Manhattan, you'll get blacklisted. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so you are you need to be on time. You need to mm -hmm. submit with the proper specs. You cannot, you got to follow those rules because a lot of agents have so mm -hmm. many people wanting to be on their roster that they can be picky. Yeah, they can afford to. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think I think it's time for you to look for an agent. Oh, think I might have to do that. 
Now, Add that to the checklist. <laughs> yeah. Now there's different. Yeah, you know, there's different types of agents. Um, there's promo agents. There's commercial agents. Um, you know, but an agency, a good agency, is going to yeah. be able to get you a breadth of opportunities. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know something like promo that that's a totally separate skill set like radio imaging is a totally separate skill set right so starting out probably you know commercials and narrations are going to be my wheelhouse Mm -hmm. and i should just stick to that for now until i get trained in the other things (laughs) by people like you (laughs) hey go with what you're good at right now you know what 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 brings in money for you yeah and it's really e-learning and uh you know the spots that's not not like the big time spots but hey spots you know, are spots I, yeah exactly i i do my fair share of uh what's the name of the company that i just did oh, it's all vague <laughs> like you know one minute you're talking about fruit juice and the next minute you're talking about recycling tires it's and okay it just, oh. it's okay now you got to make sure that you you know just focus on your strengths and what you are You've gotten yourself, uh, you know, experience or trained in, and then, then the rest will come when you're ready. You want to st- start a new genre, you you know, then you find a good coach. You start to hone your skills with that, and then you have something mm-hmm. else in your arsenal of, yes. you know, talents you can offer. Yes, and I, I have an unfair advantage. My husband runs an internet radio station, so I get a little imaging practice. Oh, nice. But granted, that's only in one format. Oh, <laughs> uh, what format is it? What format? Um. Honestly, it is comedy radio. Oh, interesting. It's called grumpydingoradio.com. So and what's your what what's your delivery like for that? <clears throat> it's kind of rock and roll. Oh. A little bit. Like um okay, let me think. Kind of like uh, grumpy dingo radio where the language is like potato chips. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> Something like that. A little attitude. So it's more attitude. <laughs> a little bit. Right? <laughs> ah, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's the only thing I get to do. Well, I mean, also your husband <clears throat> does production. Yes, I've been telling him he needs to um, become an independent imaging con- uh, production consultant. Mm-hmm. So uh, he can just produce people's image liners for them. Yes, that's another whatever talents you have, even as a voice talent, if you can do production, you can add that as something else that you can pitch and go, hey, not only can I voice it, I can mix it for you. I can make it sound pretty. So my other half, I just go, hey, I auditioned for something. You better be ready. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So if I win it, you have to do this part. Okay. That's a nice a nice marriage you have, a nice agreement. Yes. It's it's nice. It's convenient. He um, you know, thirty years of broadcast experience and I have a Studio Bricks vocal booth oh, and a Neumann. I know. <laughs> you you you've got more expensive stuff than me. Good for uh, you, girl. I scored. You totally scored. <laughs> I wanted to just answer a couple of questions because um I had someone, Gina, emailed me and wanted to know about agents. And we oh, were talking mm-hmm. about that. She said, What's the etiquette about getting different agents? Um, you know, for instance, if you have a different one in every city or one for animation, I'm pretty sure you have to inform them what happens if both agents send you the same audition and you book the job. <laughs> okay. Never, never, ever, <clears throat> ever book <laughs> never ever do an audition for multiple agents. You yeah. you pick the agent, one agent, submit that, and fingers crossed. Because yeah. God forbid 
<laughs> you book it and you've auditioned for two different agents. Oh, boy, that, yeah. you know, your relationship will be ruined. Yeah. Um, and I've actually I've engineered talent before when I was out at Walsh and they get an audition in and they'd be like, oh, no, I got this from this agent and this agent. What do I do? Yeah. I'm like, well, you only do it for one. Who are you going to pick? My little rule of thumb is whoever sent it first. Yeah, that that's like the safest way to go. And then just tell the other agent, say, sorry, I got this before you, you know, I got this first. And then they're they're appreciative to know. Okay, great. Yeah. And next time be faster on the trigger. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I just do it by when the email arrived. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's how you and you just have to be open and honest with all this stuff. You know, because there, there could be a, a situation that might come up. I had a situation years ago. Um, Walmart in-store was mm-hmm. was running out of a, a company in California. And it was a production company in California that was producing the videos for the in-store. So I got hired through my agent to do the in-stores before that, mm-hmm. you know. And it was union, which was great. So mm-hmm. I was doing these union spots. It was for an agency um, on the East Coast. And it was wonderful and blah, blah, blah. And then a lot of time went by with no more jobs. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah, so I get it contacted from the California one. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I do this normally. You know, I do it already. And I didn't tell my agent. I just forgot because oh. it, it wasn't union. You know, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm FICOR, financial court. Um and and my agent wound up finding out and was so upset and rightfully so. But mm-hmm. I just it literally slipped my mind because I was like, well, I haven't been hired for like a year or two years from the East Coast. I just figured they'd moved on, you know. Yeah. Because you check in, you try and do the polite check ins and stuff or you have the agent check in for you or whatever. And if there's nothing, there's nothing. Then, you know, so I had to basically charge the new company the rate of what I would get <laughs> from the East Coast if I wanted to continue, you know, working with them. And they were in agreement with it. They were fine. But there's a there's a situation of, you know, I had this nice job through an agent and another opportunity came up that I fail, failed to tell him about. Um, and that is a no-no. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you'd think two years out. Right. Well, it's, it's like starting fresh. I know. Well, you think that. You're like, well, I've checked in. They moved on. You know, <laughs> they, yeah. they don't want me anymore. That's fine. Somebody else is offering me, you know. But those commitments hang on. Yes. And especially with a good agent, they're not going to think too fondly of that. So in my uh, experience, it is highly important to be as respectful as you can and to be timely and responsive. Um, the other thing you got to think about with agents, you know, they get an audition um, the good agents are only going to send a handful of people to represent. Yeah. So you're, if they're asking you to audition, that means you are in that group, that select yeah. group. So if you don't respond or you, you know, you, you're, you're slow with your auditions, that's not good because the agent's waiting on you. Yeah. You know, you should feel a little bit special that you yes. were selected. Yes. Yes. That's that's what you should be grateful for. Just for the opportunity, they darn it. They picked me. <laughs> yeah, they picked Mr. me. Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. <laughs> I once, well, I got a fax. This shows you how old it was, maybe 10 Ooh. years ago. I got a fax. My agent had sent me a fax. Not a normal thing, but I guess, I don't know, his email wasn't working or something. So he faxed me over the copy of an audition I had to do for him. And on the top, it said from the casting director, um, it said, just send me your top five women 
for this. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm in the top five. <laughs> you know, first I got excited about that, but it was just that reminder too that it's just me and four other girls. You know, yeah. so do your job, Linda. <laughs> Go in yeah, there. Yeah, competition's going to be tough. Yeah, but do what you do. Cause Give they, them your best. And every time an agent sends you something, it's because they believe in you and that you could possibly book it. Yes. You know. And try not to turn into a little gushing. Oh, right. You know, you, you know we, they're doing their job. You probably don't need to take up their time with a lot of like, oh, really? And chit chat and oh, God. yada, yada, yada. No, just send it and say thank you when i yes exactly when i started out i was like hi i did this audition have you heard anything i was that person that was like calling and checking in yeah i I learned real fast no your agent doesn't have time to be talking to you about this you'll know if you book it trust me (laughs) if they need you they will call you yeah i think some people think well maybe i don't know maybe they uh they, uh, the call got lost somewhere. The email was not sent. Now, if, you're, if yeah. you've got a booking, they will move yeah. hell and high water to get you <laughs> so you can make money and they can make money, too. But these are all the things we learn with experience, right? Yes. You have to. Sometimes you have to make the mistakes. You have to. And then they stay with you forever. You have to. <laughs> but it's you just good. never forget. You never make the mistake again because you were so humiliated the first time. Yes. <laughs> it's a scar. It's a painful scar. <laughs> hey, Bar, I'm really grateful that you did this. This is wonderful because you're going to have to come on, on the show more frequently. It's just great oh. to get your perspective on everything, too, since, you know, you're two years in, three years in of being full time. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, which is a great um, perspective for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, hear. it's sort of like not completely a starter, but uh, mm-hmm. not sure where to go from here. Right. <laughs> well, go interview some coaches, coach, you know, and if you have questions, you know where to find me. Yes, definitely. And thank you for joining me today. And thank everyone else for listening. Um, uh, someone had mentioned that they didn't know how you could review the podcast on Spotify, but I don't think you can review on Spotify. I think the only way to review is mm. through iTunes. Uh, mm. But uh, if you could, anybody likes this podcast, please um, review it for me. That would be wonderful. And if you have any questions or anything that you would like for uh, us, us to discuss, just email it to me at info at voiceover.guru. All right. Have a great day. And uh, Barb, you have a great day. First off, let me tell you you. to have a great day. Thank you. And please join us again. This is the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. 